This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Today, I want to talk about self-love, and this is not an April Fool's podcast. It's coming out on April 1st, but this is a a serious podcast. I've actually always wanted to do an April Fool's podcast, but I haven't had a brilliant enough idea to do that, so we're going to pause, but it would have been good because this comes out on a Thursday. And actually, when this comes out, I will be probably close to being on my way. I'm going up to Ojai, which isn't too far, for my birthday weekend. My birthday's next week. So I booked myself and my boyfriend a lovely weekend in Ojai, and I'm so excited about it. I'm almost at the point of annoying myself because it's all I talk about and all I think about is how excited I've been for this trip to Ojai and just to be totally in zen mode, my gift to myself. I've actually never spent a good amount of time in Ojai, which most people are surprised about because people always say, oh, you're such an Ojai person. And I've been getting messages from my guides for like two years to go to Ojai. They told me two years ago, like you need to go here or something big is going to happen. And I've been getting these messages for two years and I just haven't gone. And it's not even that far from me. So I'm really excited. We'll see what happens. I'm sure I'll have a beautiful spiritual experience and get to relax. And I am just so pumped. And I didn't really have the best birthday last year. It was probably the worst birthday of my life. It was made better by one of my friends. I did, Kaylee actually, I did uh, get to have a dinner with her, which is nice, but the rest of it was kind of just a disaster. Uh, I hadn't slept in three days straight. And yeah, anyway, I'm a big birthday person. I'm a big holiday person. Just love to celebrate things. And I'm making up for it and have booked myself a very nice Ojai weekend. So that's what I'll be up to this weekend, in case you're wondering. My birthday present to myself. And you know what? This is this is self-care to me. This is self-love, true self-love. And I've been wanting to talk about self-love for a bit. This came up in the Ascension Challenge. If you haven't already gone through the Ascension Challenge, I cannot recommend it enough, especially if you are newer to my work, so to speak. If you've never been a client of mine, I would consider you to be newer. (laughs) But even clients of mine, you know, they've said they've gotten so much out of it. It's basically like a full course. So it's totally free. It's 30 days of channeled messages and lessons. I channel a lesson every single day and they are pretty meaty lessons. So it might take you more than 30 days to get through. That's totally fine. Pace yourself out. And then there is an accompanying lesson in the membership, the channel collective, which is really where I go more in depth about what was discussed and share more information that came through outside of what was said 
in the actual channeling and I also kind of share some of my own reflections so it goes deeper and then also included our daily exercises you get emailed every single day some exercises to do to help with integration they're really powerful I would recommend just getting yourself a journal for this whole experience if you allow yourself to be in the experience of the 30-day ascension challenge which probably will take you longer than 30 days it's totally fine your life will shift you will notice a huge difference in your vibration huge difference (laughs) you will notice that you're manifesting more easily that you've probably moved through a lot of stuck energies let's say notice that more of your intuition opens up it's a very very expansive experience and i would recommend everybody do it again that's totally free the link will be in the show notes the link is also on my website christinathechannel.com all of my freebies my free daily manifestation meditation my manifestation guide all of my freebies are on my website if you just go to the free guides section so you can download those but the ascension challenge is definitely one of my favorite things I've ever created and it's it's basically a free course so I can't recommend it enough Optimizing my sleep is absolutely crucial for being able to do everything that I do with enhancing my productivity, my energy, being able to be a clear channel, show up in a number of different ways, produce all the content I produce, my creativity, everything. That's also tied into my health and my hormone regulation. And one of the simplest tools I use for this is wearing my blue blocker glasses. And I have tried so many different brands. The best ones out there are blue blocks they are the best. If you're using the orange glasses, they're not blocking the full range of blue and green light needed to really give you the full benefits, which is why I love Blue Blocks Sleep Plus Red Lens. I noticed a huge difference in my sleep. I've tracked this and I see a huge difference in REM sleep, deep sleep, my productivity and my energy. In the morning, I don't wake up feeling jet lagged. It also helps to even out my hunger because when my sleep's off, then You have all of your hunger hormones out of whack during the day. It's a big cycle and something so simple you can do is wear a pair of blue blockers. And I am definitely on screens later than I should be. So I put these on when the sun goes down and it makes the world of a difference. If you are also on screens past when it gets dark, I would strongly recommend getting a pair. I'm also on screens pretty much all day. Well, depending on the day because I'm on my laptop so much and that's where the blue light clear lenses come in these are blue blocks daytime lenses these help to reduce any digital eye strain headaches migraines macular degeneration and i wear the blue light which is best for people who work in more natural light but if you struggle with any type of seasonal depression or you work under harsher artificial lighting check out these summer glow yellow lenses these will make a huge difference during the day so i really think that every entrepreneur and or anyone who works on screens a lot should arm themselves with a pair of sleep plus red lenses and a pair of blue light or summer glow lenses for during the day This investment will have huge return on your health, your productivity, your mood, your energy levels, your hormones, your adrenals will thank you. I wore different blue blockers before, but my life totally changed when I used blue blocks. These are 100% backed by the science. They have about 20 different frames to pick from, so you will definitely find some that you like. You can also send in your own frames if you want, and they offer a custom-made prescription service as well. Personally, I love the Parker frames. 
Hudson frames are the blue ones. I really like those. And the crystal lenses. I get so many compliments on those. So if you want to try them out, head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can use my code Christina for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com and my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off. When you get them in the mail, make sure you take a picture and tag me on Instagram so I can see you in your new glasses. Something that came up pretty early on in the challenge from Aphrodite was about self-love and the topic of self-love and how you really do have to have a sense of self-love to move through the process. It is very shifting and really the Ascension Challenge helps you shift to 5D and see the world in a very different way. But what motivates people to actually make changes? And this is an important question because so many people find themselves wanting to make a change and they feel like they can't. It's not that they can't, but understanding what's motivating you is so, so key because when you can shift it to something that actually drives you forward, then you don't have to worry about where am I getting the motivation from? It's just intrinsic. And I know for me, a lot of what I do and where my motivation is derived is, is because it's for me, it's for myself. And when that is the most powerful motivator for you, it is much easier to make shifts in in your life. And I will say that it's one of the most common things for me to see with clients for them to work on is self-love. But my relationship with that term self-love has been interesting. And I, you know, going back to semantics, this is in itself a big topic I, I touched on in in the Ascension Challenge, but I just find that words are so limiting. And really what I tune into is the frequency of what's being said, the energy behind why things are said and and what people are saying, because we can say the same thing from a different energy with a different intention, and it can come across completely differently. And I, and I'm much more interested in the energy of it than the, the words themselves. But I know for me, when I first started getting into the health space and then personal development, I just felt really disconnected from content around self-love, self-care, and I wanted to feel connected to it, but it didn't feel like it was shifting enough for me. And this is really kind of the mainstream approach. I felt like a lot of it, and obviously not all of it, because I think these are such important topics, but I mean, this happens with a lot of topics the mainstream version of it sort of dilutes it, waters it down, turns it into what I call fluff, right? It's just like, what does this even mean? Is this really helping me? Oh, love yourself. Okay, well, how the hell do we love ourselves? And I think what self-love and self-care got distilled down to, (laughs) and again, this is a generalization and certainly not true for all of the content out there, but this was just like my relationship with it and why I wasn't drawn to that type of content was because what I did see around those topics was a lot of like take a bubble bath and drink tea and read a book and just be nice to yourself, say nice things to yourself. And here's the thing. All of that is actually super valuable and can be super shifting, but it was almost like the way it was packaged. I didn't take it seriously. And I can see now that a lot of that was my own self-sabotaging of living in the belief system that things had to be hard or complicated for them to work, which is a really common limiting belief. And 
I was also living in the belief system that if it felt good or as pleasurable, it wasn't going to be enough to make change in my life. Like I really believed that everything had to feel really hard. It was just too, too simple. So within those belief systems and, you know, other, other limiting beliefs, I sort of self-sabotaged myself and didn't even want to look there. Kind of just like stuck my nose up. But then also I think in the way that it was portrayed, I wasn't able to see the depth to it. And for me personally, I feel like when you think about the topic of self-love, it's such a deep concept, like what that really means. And for it to be distilled down to taking a bath, like doesn't really do it justice for me. And I just felt like I was always, I don't know, at arm's length with, with a lot of that type of content, which was limiting. But that was just my perception. And I really share that because I think there are a lot of people in my community that have had that too. My relationship with that term has totally shifted in the last year and especially with channeling and how, you know, this topic comes up a lot and really going to deeper places with with the terms self-love and self-care has made me feel very strongly about these. And as I reflect on the work that I've do with clients and the transformations they go through. And I think about their healing journeys or their journeys building a business, their journeys opening up intuitively, their journeys becoming healers. And what's core to it all, what's core to the transformation is the journey of self-love. No matter what the tangible result is that the client is looking for, it is so incredibly powerful and beautiful for me to see again and again how people through the journey through the peeling back of the layers through the difficulties they learn to love themselves even if that's not exactly what we label it as along the way but I see the shift in that person I see at the end how they realize that they are magic that they are magnetic they know that they were all along. They just weren't seeing it before. They realize that they are the only person that can put a limitation on them. And they realize that they can create what they want to create and the way they want to create it. And that exactly how they are built and designed is so perfect and that they get to do things in the way that feels good for them. And that so much of what they might have felt was a hindrance or a burden or really anything that was holding them back actually, in fact, was a thing that propelled them forward, was the catalyst for their growth. All of those realizations and so many more are really part of uncovering self-love. And I think about how that unravels and I reflect on my own journey with self-love because there was a long time where I really didn't like myself. I was really angry at myself and annoyed at myself. It was this weird thing where I felt at the same time that I had so much to offer and had such a big heart and so many gifts, but I also would get really frustrated with myself and I felt like other people's reactions or 
you know, whatever their feedback was, I took that as a reflection of me. I took on other people's projections. I looked for validation of my worthiness from people outside of me. And I really didn't love myself and I was not very nice to myself. And I always felt like I needed to change or be different or be better. And if I think about what got me out of that, what finally brought me to a place of really loving myself, there are a few key things that stand out. One was going through things where I felt extremely alone and almost like like actually like rock bottom. Rock bottom is what taught me self-love because I had to love myself to kind of pull myself out of it. And when I felt like there was no one left to impress or please, it almost just released all the pressure. And I felt like, you know, well, there's no pressure. So all I can do is do what makes me happy. And I started to realize everything I was doing that was really just to please other people and not myself. But when there was no one left to please, because I wasn't pleasing anybody. (laughs) Now I had this freedom. I I perceived that I had this freedom to do whatever I wanted. And I started to really ask myself like, wait, what do do I want? (laughs) And it was like, I had never actually thought about that before. I was so out of touch with that question or even exploring things in that way, because I didn't know how to move through the world from the place of what excites me, what makes me happy, what do I want? I only knew how to move through the world from the place of what should I do? What's the right move, quote unquote, right move? What's the right path? What are other people doing to feel successful or happy or excited or worthy? And maybe if I copy them, it'll be the same. What can I do to make other people happy? Because I feel like if other people are happy, then I will be. That was my thought process. And I'm sure you can see how that didn't really lead me where I wanted to go. So hitting the rock bottom there was something that really taught me a lot about loving myself and having near-death experience. For me personally, I I see people kind of go different directions with this when they have a near-death experience, but my near-death experiences have always kind of just like reinforced my sense of self-love because it feels like the only thing that is is driving my my survival essentially. It's like a natural instinct for me, which I think is really interesting to realize. And I think about this a lot of like that's actually my natural state. And that's true for everybody. Your natural state is love, and that includes love for yourself. It is just being the energy of love, but it's to realize all of the things that have blocked that made us forget that, deluded us into thinking that that's not our natural state. But if I didn't love myself, I wouldn't keep fighting for myself. So there we go. The next thing that really helped me cultivate a sense of real self-love, and again, I never thought of these terms as I went through this process, was energy healing and intuitive work. And first it started with when I was seeing different healers and psychics and having reflected to me my gifts and all of these amazing things I'm here to do. And I was like, wait, me? Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) But I had this reflected. And this is one of the beautiful things of uh, working with healers and intuitives of how they are reflecting your divinity back to you. They're reflecting your truest essence, which is not all of the low frequencies. It's all of the high frequencies. It is you know, the highest, the highest timeline, the highest possibilities, all that you're capable of. 
they can see within you things that you might not be able to see within yourself right then if you're wearing a set of glasses that's clouding your vision. And that's one of the things that I love personally, you know, working with clients when I'll be like, yeah, this is <laughs> this is where things are going. You're you're chilling. You're made for this. Oh, yeah, you'd be incredible at that. All of that. And they look shocked. And I'm like, this isn't like a, a questionable thing. Your energy, your design for this. You're so good at this. And to see the confidence that they immediately have is so interesting. I'm not telling anyone anything they don't know. But it's when it's reflected back to them and suddenly they realize, wow, that resonates. And then, holy shit, I am just as awesome as I want to be. Yeah, you're more awesome than you think you are. You're really fucking awesome. So I had that experience for sure. But then as I started to receive energy healing, but then also sending energy healing and opening up my intuition, this helped me personally with a lot of the self-love work because through all of the energy work, I was really moving through a lot of the heavier, lower frequency emotions and limiting beliefs that I was holding on to, a lot of the stored trauma in my body, just other energies. I was really able to release those. And through my intuitive work, get to know myself in a way I hadn't before and really see myself as my soul and that expansiveness and not just how I don't even know how to describe how I was being myself before. I, I felt like I was, there was like my soul, which was some expansive thing. And then I'm Christina and they're separate. But to realize like, no, I am my soul. And my soul is, is an extension of source. And really I am the universe. I am vast. And just stepping into that expansiveness and understanding that was so incredible. And for me, the more I explored the journey of my soul and different lives and expressions and incarnations, I was seeing the magic of me and the magic of this life. And working as a healer and an intuitive, this is, you know, part of why I'm here. I mean, I'm here to be a channel. So for me to fully actually step into that. And the more I did that, I felt that excitement, that happiness, that passion, and that magic. And it really allowed me to reconnect with my own sense of magic. And when I realized how magical I am, I realized that I am love and (laughs) the self-love was just blossoming through that. And what I'm really saying underneath all of that is connecting to purpose and living my life in a way that just felt so aligned with my purpose. And when you are doing what you're here to do, when you're doing things that you're naturally good at, letting it flow and create, it's such a different energy. And for me, I almost felt guilty about it at first. Just because of the programming, I felt guilty like, oh, if this isn't hard, if I'm not challenging myself, and I don't think it's bad to challenge yourself at all. I think that's great for expansion. That's what expands you. But I felt like if I wasn't really struggling all the time, it it wasn't right. And (laughs) that just wasn't really the the best way of thinking for me. And then when I realized, wow, this just flows. And that doesn't mean that there aren't challenges within this and that I can't keep expanding within it because I do, but spending time and energy and focus on things that felt good and things that as soon as I do them, I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. That sense of connection just kind of like snaps you into this energy of self-love. Everything just feels right 
It just feels good. April is my birthday month, and uh, a couple of people have asked me what I want for my birthday, and you know what I said? I said I want a big bag of Organifi, and I'm not joking. I have tried so many like, greens, powders, powder drinks, and usually they taste like crap or don't have very good ingredients, or I'm just not impressed. Organifi has straight up changed my life, and I am addicted. They taste so good, and they make me feel amazing. I'm pretty much drinking Organifi all day long and I always have green juice in the morning. It is this delicious minty green juice with 11 different superfoods that helps with detoxing the body and boosting your energy naturally. So I get that natural energy boost, no caffeine. It's so refreshing. And all you have to do is mix a scoop with some water. I like to put in a little bit of nut milk as well. Trust me, it tastes incredible. And I love that natural detoxification support. It has so many incredible ingredients that I try to get in every day anyway. So I like to just get them in with this yummy drink like Moringa, which is amazing for improving skin health, boosting energy, helping to fight disease, ashwagandha, an adaptogen that helps to balance out the hormone levels in your body and reduce stress, spirulina and chlorella, which are amazing for detoxification. I'm a big, big algae girl. Also great for decalcifying the pineal gland if you are looking to open up your intuition. Green juice also has ingredients like beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon. All of these ingredients work together to support the detoxification processes in the body. And I've noticed a huge difference in my channeling and my overall energy and how much I get done in my business when I started supporting detoxification every single day. And green juice is a big piece of that. I have that every day. If I want some extra energy in the afternoon, I will use Organifi Red Juice, which is like a superfood berry punch that is totally healthy and has only one gram of sugar per serving. Again, no caffeine, but superfoods like beets, acai, cordyceps, Siberian ginseng are just a few that help to naturally improve your energy levels. And I just mix that with some water. It tastes so good. That's usually my afternoon pick-me-up. And my other must-have is Organifi Gold. During the holidays, I go for chocolate gold and uh, now I'm on a straight gold kick. This can be really great in your coffee as well if you do drink coffee. But I like to drink this in the evenings to help me wind down. It has so many incredible superfoods like magnesium, which I always like to get a dose of in the evening, which helps to relax you, relieve any anxiety, aids in recovery. The Organifi Gold also has turkey tail mushroom, which is great for supporting the immune system and supporting digestion. So it's really nice to have at the end of the day, as well as organic reishi mushroom extract, which is great for supporting rest and relaxation, boosting your sleep. Those are just a few of the superfood ingredients. It's like a ready to go golden milk. All you have to do is mix it with some hot water and you are good to go. There's a reason why I can't live without Organifi products. So if you haven't yet tried any of these, then definitely check them out. I use pretty much all of their products, but those are probably my top favorites. So if you want to try out Organifi, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC. And that code CTC will get you 15% off. Just a warning, you're probably going to become addicted. Organifi is a lifestyle so good, but I'm excited for you to try it out. The third thing that really helped me cultivate a sense of true self-love was brain rewiring. And that process was getting into the nitty gritty and doing a lot of trauma healing and a lot of inner child work. And it was 
it was shadow work. You know, it's integrating all of the pieces of ourselves that we might reject or not want to look at. And that was so, so core, like <laughs> so crucial because when we are avoiding our quote unquote shadow, when we're avoiding certain parts of ourselves, when we have rejected parts of ourselves and that piece of us is within us or wanting to be integrated. I mean, we can't just live our whole lives avoiding it, but most people do. And this is why they don't feel fulfilled and they feel like they're missing that sense of self-love, whether or not that's conscious. But for me, learning to love all of the pieces of myself that before perhaps I was angry about, I was embarrassed about, I was shameful about pieces of myself that I had tried to put in a box and just avoid or just tried to be a different a different version of me but I didn't really deal with that piece of myself I was just not integrated so to speak when I faced those parts of myself and learned to love those well now all of these energies that are in my body they are transmuted they are shifted to a higher frequency and now I'm not hiding from any piece of myself And if I don't have to hide from any piece of myself, well, now we're in business. And that is true self-love when you really love all pieces of yourself. And that doesn't mean that things don't come up and everything's perfect and happy and dandy, but it's sort of like, think of it like being in a relationship, right? Let's say you are in a long-term relationship. Maybe you're married, maybe you're not, but let's say you're in a long-term relationship and you love this person so much. But that person that person is probably going to do things that still annoy you. Or maybe you guys get in a fight or an argument. That doesn't mean that just because they do something that's annoying or that you didn't like or that upset you that now you don't love them anymore, right? But you have the tools, you communicate, you work through things, you talk about it, you you look at it and move through it and adjust things so that resentment doesn't build up. So that things can shift if they need to. And, you know, you do some of that work and then you keep going and you love that person the whole way through. It's like that with your relationship with yourself. And I think that some people have this view of self-love, like you can never feel frustrated or sad or irritated, but it's really just having that relationship with yourself. And I know for me, I realized how much I judged everything I did. Like I was just always in a state of judgment with myself. And it's been so liberating to, and a lot of this was was really through brand rewiring and, and through channeling and working with my guides, but to not be in judgment of the way I feel or the way I felt or things I do or things I want or things I did or things I wanted and just to perceive it neutrally and just look at it as it simply is. And it doesn't have to be good or bad, but we do this so often where we judge ourselves and where is that coming from? The same way if I love my partner, if I love my best friend and I really, really love them and they come to me and they're so embarrassed about something or they're so nervous to tell me something, I'm not gonna judge them, right? I'm not gonna judge them for what they have to say, but I'm just seeing it as, okay, this happened does this need to be felt? Does this need to be shifted? Like, how can I hold space for you? That's a different type of love. And I think it's helpful to explore where we jump really quickly into judgment. And I will also say another thing that is popping into my head has really been shifting the people I'm around 
And something that really helped me cultivate a true sense of self-love was being around people who really did love themselves and having that modeled to me. Because I know I feel like for most of my life, I didn't really have examples of that. I mean, we certainly don't get it from the media. And I, I didn't really get that, you know, from people around me growing up. And then as an adult, I started to notice a difference in some of my friends and there was just something about certain people. And when I think about it, it's that they really love themselves and you notice a difference in their frequency, in the way that they relate to other people, because really the way we relate to ourselves is going to be how we relate to other people, right? If somebody comes to me and they say something that's very judgy (laughs) or rude about someone else, if they're projecting, that's that's really about them. You can tell a lot about how people feel about themselves by the way they talk about other people. It goes back to that mirror, that trigger. You know, people are really triggered. Well, what is that person mirroring to you? That's really helpful. But I, I notice a huge difference when I really just kind of let go of being around anyone that didn't actually love themselves and spent more time around people who really, really did. And I noticed how they showed up differently and the way in which they made decisions. Like what was the driving factor? It was coming from a place of, oh, I love myself and I care about my happiness rather than I care about everybody else more than me. Because we've gotten into this thing where, and it's really a form of lack mindset. It's really a form of scarcity mindset of if there are two of us, only one of us can be happy. Or like I have to compromise sacrifice my happiness, my joy, my passion so that somebody else can have more, feel better, whatever it is, that's scarcity mindset. But I noticed a huge difference in how they made decisions, how they spent their time. And also I remember feeling like, wow, people who love themselves worry a lot less because what is there to worry about? And so much of what we worry about really at its core is sadly, a lot of people like, are people going to like me? Am I going to be worthy? Am I going to be okay? Will people care about me? But underneath all of those is where we put the power outside of ourselves. And when you come back to, I love myself and I am love (laughs) and I am an extension of source of God. And that is unlimited love always available to me. Well, now I am accessing and endless fountain of abundance and love and understanding. And so why would I need to worry about what anybody else outside of me thinks? Why would I need to worry about if people are gonna not like me anymore? I have an endless supply of of love and it's feeling the security in that. And I noticed through the whole process of shifting which so much of this was looking at all of my limiting beliefs, all of the stories I had about who I was, who I had to be, how I had to show up, things I had to do, the way the world worked, and looking at those stories and peeling back, is this true though? Because I realized so many were just boxes that I put myself in, and I chose to put myself in those. And it wasn't conscious. It was just what was modeled to me, what I picked up on. And so when I actually looked at those and became aware of my beliefs and realized, well, this is literally setting myself up for disaster. That was really helpful because then I could immediately remove those limitations and any 
stories I had, beliefs I I was living by that basically were making it my destiny to not be happy. I'll only be happy if this happens. I'll only be worthy if this happens. This can't happen if I do this. All of those stories, when I released those, when I shifted those to things that were actually serving me, oh my gosh, it became (laughs) effortless to be happy and content in the current moment and to really, really love myself. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. I want to go back to the decisions piece because I think that that's one of the most helpful ways to see where we're at in terms of how much do I love myself. But the thing that's important is really not just the decision itself, but the why behind it, the intention behind it, because you can make the same decision from a different intention that's from a different frequency, from a different energy, and you're going to get a different result. You're going to get a result that matches the frequency of the intention from which you made the decision or moved forward. So a really classic example of this is with weight loss. When people work out because they hate themselves, it doesn't usually end up the way they want. They either lose the weight, but they're miserable, or they never lose the weight. And now they feel like they hate themselves even more. They haven't gotten to the root cause. They haven't shifted the intention behind why they're doing what they're doing. Or we can see this with relationships when you need a partner. (laughs) You're in the energy of, I need a partner. And really being honest, I want a partner because I'm getting older and I'm afraid I won't find anyone, you know, all that. I'm afraid I won't find anyone. Or I need a partner because I am lonely, because nobody loves me and I want to feel loved. This is all going to impact the type of person you attract in and or the dynamic in the relationship itself, it will come back to get you. It's not it's not solving the root of the problem. This is typically the the lead into codependency and people losing themselves in relationships, all that. Or we can think about building a business. Why is it that you're trying to get clients? Why is it that you're trying to make that amount of money? What is the frequency behind it? Is it because you feel that you'll be successful or worthy only if you do this? Is it because you want to show off? Is it coming from a place of ego? Well, now you have signed up for an ego death somewhere down the line. And maybe maybe what you're looking for won't even come to you or it will. But then what is the fallout after that? This is really helpful to know because shifting that intention behind why you make whatever move you're going to make behind your decisions is going to completely shift the outcome. And that's a lot of valuable power that you have. But it's a really simple question that you can ask yourself that actually might feel quite confronting if you take it seriously with all of your decisions, with your thought process, with why you're doing what you're doing and why your goals are, what your goals are. Ask yourself, is this because I really love myself? 
Or is it because I don't like myself? Is it because I don't think I'm good enough? Is it because I don't think I'm worthy enough? Why do I have these thoughts, these actions, these behaviors? And if you're finding that the answer is actually this is not from a place of really loving myself, ask yourself, what would it look like to make decisions from a place of love? And, you know, I'll say for me, I genuinely didn't feel like that was modeled to me. And so when I first started going through that, I was like, I don't even know what it would look like. Like I literally didn't know another way. And so this is where coaching was really helpful. My brain had already blocked off certain possibilities. Like my brain had already decided, no, it has to be one of these options that I've already been acquainted with when really the options were endless and they were in this whole other area that I had blocked off. And so when someone presented me with other ways of thinking or being or choosing, now suddenly this this whole other world opened up for me and I could see a different way of viewing my life and the decisions I made. And suddenly I didn't feel so limited. But I think the wild thing to me is I, I feel like this is one of the biggest problems that people struggle with on a wide scale. A lot of people don't truly love themselves. And a lot of people say they do, but they don't really. And You can tell based on their actions when they explain their thought process. I see this all the time in coaching, and you see this at every age. But this is, it's such a root cause. And for almost every issue that people face, there's an element at its core of, you know, how can we actually cultivate a sense of truly loving yourself? Because that's going to shift everything. Suddenly you're coming from an empowered place, you're coming from a place of, worthiness. You're coming from a place of abundance. You are coming from a place of actually choosing what is in your highest and best and not self-sabotaging. So many people self-sabotage without even being aware of it consciously that they're self-sabotaging. And when you've cultivated real self-love, now you actually know how to do self-care. And look, I'm not opposed to a bubble bath and tea. I mean, these are, these are good solid rituals for me personally. Personally, (laughs) taking a bubble bath is like one of my favorite things, but that's not going to be the thing for everyone. And when I think about what's actually self-care to me, and if I'm going to choose between taking a bubble bath and taking an hour to feel my feelings and cry and release whatever I need to release and maybe work through some, some shit, I mean, I'm going to choose the latter because that is actually caring for myself. There's the level of reparenting when you really love yourself where it's like, what do I actually need for my highest and best? I mean, this is the classic food example that I know is such a hot topic for people, but there's a time when maybe eating the cookie is is my form of self-love. But there are also a lot more times when eating some whole unprocessed foods are more of the self-love. Because when I really love myself, I want to fuel myself properly. I want to nourish myself. I want to make sure I'm getting all of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that I need overall. I want to make sure my body is working to the best of its ability. I want to make sure it feels good. And choosing instant gratification every single time is not going to create happiness for me in the long term. So it's thinking, you know, what actually is going to make me feel happy? And what is the decision from a place of true love? And what are behaviors that I engage in to attempt to self-soothe that might not be 
the most helpful or nourishing forms of self-soothing because is binging on the ice cream or the paleo cookies or even the cauliflower, is that actually soothing me? Or would it soothe me to cry, to scream, to curl up in a ball, to cuddle with someone, to journal, to read something inspiring? Like really what's going to actually soothe me? And again, it's not a judgment. It's just an awareness. It's a level of awareness that a lot of people actually typically don't fully step into until it's been reflected back to them. But it's just interesting because we live in a world where a lot of people are told they're wrong or made to feel bad whether or not that's explicit for choosing their own happiness, for choosing themselves, when in fact, that is what it is to be in self-love, to choose you and your happiness, and to realize that that actually helps other people do the same. But with that is also choosing to do the stuff that maybe is uncomfortable. Because here's the thing, if I didn't love myself, I wouldn't put myself in uncomfortable positions that were going to expand me. I wouldn't do things that were going to make me really nervous, but I knew were going to allow me to grow. I wouldn't go in really deep places, in really scary places. I wouldn't look at pieces of myself that were really difficult to look at. I would live in this state of blissful ignorance if I didn't love myself. But I also know that for me, it It isn't self-love to say that I can't rise to a challenge and it isn't self-love to say that I can't work through something or learn something. It also isn't self-love to make myself feel bad or guilty or wrong if I didn't do something perfectly, but it is to love myself through all of the trials and learning and growth. And here's the thing, if I can't love myself, how can I expect other people to love me? How can I expect other people to give me grace? Because when you radiate with with that energy of love, you exude it, you attract people in who are the same. And it's such a different type of relationship. And it's so important to think about this with the relationships you're in as well of, you know, this friend, this partner, this person in my family, this person I work with, do they have a sense of self-love? Because if they don't, how is that? Is that affecting how they relate to or treat me or other people? I am hoping that with this discussion, reflection, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you're you're getting a sense of where I'm coming from with like the depth of the concept of self-love and self-care and what that really means because when you when you get down to it it's it's not a fluffy thing it's the core of everything but I kind of think it's been distilled down into something that makes it feel not as serious or people overlook and I think on some level a lot of that is done because people don't even know how to grapple with it what people tend to do with concepts or expansion points that they don't even know how to tackle. They either really oversimplify it and or they kind of turn it into a joke and just don't don't look at it. Don't look over there. It's kind of like when a middle schooler has a crush on someone and then they start making fun of them and teasing them and make a joke out of it because they don't know how to deal with their feelings. This is what people do. But the thing is, if you don't feel like you fully embody that energy of self-love, it's something that you absolutely can 
can tap into is already within you. It's just to realize what are all the layers, what are all the things that have held me back from really embodying that and feeling it for myself because a lot of that isn't even your own stuff. It's not even your own stuff. It's beliefs and stories and projections that you perhaps taken on but aren't your own and you can change the story whenever you want. But when you really understand what it feels like to love yourself, now you can make decisions that really are self-care. Sometimes that looks like the more traditional self-care things that you see in a magazine, but sometimes it looks different and it doesn't have to look the same all the time. Maybe self-care for me is saying no to everyone and turning off my phone and being by myself for a weekend. Maybe it is pushing myself to be social and actually talking to people and being around people. Maybe it is easing up on myself to not have to create the next project or put out the next offering and just let myself flow. But also maybe it is pushing myself a little bit into a place that feels a little uncomfortable, but is expansive and pushing myself to try something new and and get something out there and not be so worried about if it's perfect or not. I can't tell you what self-care is for you. But what I can tell you is it has been a very interesting exploration for me. Always an exploration, which is why I think it's so interesting, why I love the journey of life and what I thought was self-care before. I don't really think of it that way anymore. And I recently have really been reflecting on stress and stress management and how that overlaps with self-care. And it's really interesting. You know, the guides talk a lot about, they're like, the humans, (laughs) y'all don't take care of yourselves. Like, (laughs) it's really unfortunate, but it's true, right? And how many illnesses, how many diseases, how much unhappiness, how many broken relationships are connected to stress and how much of that stress is coming from a place that we're not caring for ourselves. But the thing is, we often think we are when we're really not because what we think we need, what we think we want, isn't always actually what's in alignment with our highest and best because our barometer is off. We don't even know that piece of ourselves. Like We don't even know what de-stresses us. We know what people say helps to decrease our stress. It's like if you look up on the internet how to reduce your stress. I always thought this was so funny when I was when I was working as an NTP, if you like look up how to reduce your stress, it's all, these are the top 10 scientifically proven ways to reduce your stress. And I'm just like, honestly, okay, I understand how this is helpful, but on some level, like, fuck this. Like (laughs) now we've turned stress management into a to-do list and I have to follow the science to tell me... I don't have to. You know what I'm saying, though? It's like now we we follow the science to know how to de-stress us. And I'm not saying that's not helpful because because there are scientific things that reduce stress that really help to balance out our cortisol that are helpful. But also, let's not forget our innate intelligence. And just going back to our hearts, (laughs) going back to our hearts and being like, what do I actually need right now, though? Because if we think that our our hearts, our bodies needs in in all the given moments where we need to, you know, tune into that are gonna be listed out in this list of 10 scientifically proven ways to reduce our stress. We are kidding ourselves. And here's the thing: what reduces my stress might be totally opposite from what reduces yours. What 
reduces your stress might give me anxiety. But if I follow what I'm told to do, even though my heart, my intuition is screaming at me, no, don't do that. Well, now I'm acting out of what I think I should do rather than what I want to do. But then the confusion is people then realize I don't even know what the act of self-care is or self-love because what's at the root of that is I don't even know myself. And so that is really at the core of self-love. I'll tie this all together is knowing yourself, exploring yourself, and you're going to change and you're multifaceted. You're multidimensional. You are expansive. You're vast. You're the universe. You are incredible. You have so many sides to yourself and it's the more that you explore that, see that magic, learn to trust your own intuition, that everything starts to fall into place. And this is what Aphrodite was talking about to some extent. I kind of forget the message now, to be honest, in the 30-day Ascension Challenge, but I really loved that message. And I know that that was one of the most popular channeled messages within that challenge because she was basically like... I'm pretty sure she referred to how I don't really like traditional self-love things as in self-love content. But she was like, look, this is true self-love. Like <laughs> it's not always easy, but it's not the fluffy stuff. It's 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 the deep stuff. But this is such an important topic. And sometimes I find I'm like, wow, I really want to talk about this. But even just the. I don't know, I feel like I'm not I know I'm not the only one where people just turn off when they see the term self-love or self-care, which is really unfortunate. But self-care, I feel like, is a core skill that most people actually aren't taught. And when we learn this, our our whole lives can change. So I would invite you to explore what is self-love to you? What is self-care to you? And also, what, what is stress management to you? Rather, what is, rather than management, what relieves your stress for you personally? Not what you've been told, not what relieves other people's stress for them, but you really purely, like, what makes you feel relaxed, calm, what makes you feel the opposite? And then what makes you feel cared for and start to to just toy with that and this this idea. So self-love in itself is one of the most important things for us to explore, to reconnect to. I called this self-love is bullshit because I feel like the way that most people describe self-love is bullshit. I feel like they really don't do it justice and that this is such an overlooked topic. I mean, why do people engage in any process that's leading to a transformation? Why do why does anybody search for a transformation? Why, why are they looking to transform? Why are they looking to expand? Why are they looking to heal? Why are they looking to get XYZ? Where is this coming from? People are looking to feel love in one way or another, but they're forgetting their source is already there. It's already within them. It's already all around them. And I think that if more people actually anchored into that energy of true self-love and came from that intention, that vibration, our entire world would shift. So much illness would fall away. But here's the thing. That is 5D. That's the 5D earth. It is being in love. It is being in love. And so part of the way you anchor that in for yourself, the way you support this shift, because you are an important piece of this, is working on that love for yourself. Because when that is so full, it is effortless to be in be in love all the time and radiate that out and give that to so many other people. 
and receive that. But it all starts with you. So I'll leave you with that. Let me know what you think about this. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Christina the channel. Would love to see that you're listening, that you enjoy it. And make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, it only takes a second. And I know there are many of you who listen every week. I see the numbers, but you haven't left a review. It would mean the world to me. And if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, you can take a screenshot and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. You'll be entered into a giveaway to win a card pull from me. So you get that possibility as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.